0: Con Radio presented by Wizard World. Radio for Geeks. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast.
1: Your refusal to listen would be one
2: more reason for me to fire up my death ray and take over the world. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, a tribute to comics and pop culture right here on Wizard World's Con Radio. I am Jeremy Colley. I am Jack Doherty. And I am Jake Runyon. And joining us today to talk about their comics, Squeerat, Rat, we have Kyle Osborne, Marcus Pavilonis, and Shep Dogwood. Thanks for being with us.
0: Yeah, no problem. Thank you.
2: Today we're going to be talking about John Hughes movies in the Retro Roundtable as I believe it just was this past Saturday was the anniversary of his death. Mm-hmm. Gone too soon, man. That yeah. uh, really sucks, yeah. Really defined in the 80s. He was 57, 58? That's too young. That's too young. Oh, damn. That's too yeah, too young. entirely too young. Then we are going to be going around the table talking about comics. Anything good this week, guys? What do you got, Jack? Uh, Salvagers, the Rec Raiders, part one. So, yeah, something good indeed. I've, I've got something called the Human Fly, an old comic, old Marvel comic, so... uh We'll dive into that a little later, and then we'll turn our full attention over to Kyle, Marcus, and Shep, and talk Shweerat. So, let's get this episode kicked off with this week's Retro Roundtable.
3: Hold on to your butts. no
2: All right, guys. John Hughes movies.
3: Where do we start? How do you start talking about the director that defined a generation?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I'm looking at says it was 2009 when he passed away. Really? Was
2: it really? Yeah, so it's been quite a while. Boy, I uh, <laughs> need to check my facts here, huh?
1: <laughs> wait, wait,
0: it's not 2011? Uh, not, not what I'm looking at online, so. It... Okay, now I'm getting. No, uh... I mean, the year right now. You said two oh. years. <laughs>
3: Feels <laughs> like it. Feels y- like you it. You know what? <laughs> the show's canceled. Yeah. It's just been derailed. <laughs> it doesn't seem right. I thought this was a recent Son thing. of a bitch, well, there it really was.
2: Go. All right. Well, isn't my
3: face red? <laughs> all right. For the benefit of the audience at home, his face is red. <laughs> I thought all right. it was sunburned. Well,
2: in, no matter how long ago he died, <laughs> yeah. he shouldn't be gone. Still we should. Which we
3: all agree that it was too <laughs> soon.
2: Yes. Whatever the year. He should still be with us making these uh, classic movies. But uh, we should just take a look back and uh, talk about some of these movies. So, where do we start? Who wants to go first? Oh, Man. This isn't,
3: like, a proper tribute to his legacy or his contribution to culture. Mm-hmm. But if I had a nickel for every time I said, smoke up, Johnny, like in my day-to-day <laughs> life, I'd be a wealthy
2: man. Yeah. What was it? It was a it was a banner, banner year. <laughs> banner Christmas at the Bender House. <laughs> man, what a great movie that oh, was. Good stuff.
0: What a great movie. What about uh, you guys? Well, my childhood would be vastly different without Home Alone, probably. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's, like, well-documented yeah. on this show. I yeah.
3: think we all appreciate all that.
1: <laughs> What's horrible, he was a part of all the Home Alones, even the, the worst ones. I saw that, and I... <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what that says to me? Conviction. He was not he afraid was, uh, to go down
0: with the sinking uh, yeah. ship. He was part of the the after number two?
2: Yeah, he was. His yep. his names were in the credits of the, uh, the ones after that. Probably just because he... Was the proprietor of him. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He probably wasn't there on the set. Going, we gotta Good get work, this guys. on DVD. <laughs> you know,
3: <laughs> quality stuff.
2: No, not at all. Uh, I, my absolute favorite, I would say, is Uncle Buck with John Candy. Oh yeah! <laughs> my God, what a great freaking movie that was! Uh, makes you laugh, makes you cry, makes you want to watch it again. Until you see the uh, the ABC reboot they
1: tried to do. Jeez. Oh yeah, I, I think that only lasted one one episode. I think that was an episode too many. Yeah, it was. I knew it was going to be horrible just blast mm-hmm. seeing the, and realizing that that's what it was. So I wonder if John Hughes has his credit on that one too. You'd have to just for the characters and all that. For the sake of his legacy, I would hope not. are <laughs> <laughs> yes. sorry,
3: John. We laid the man to rest. <laughs> sorry, Let's we show him to some rest. There's nothing
1: we can do from where we are, John. <laughs> After the movie, they they had a TV series. Back in the '80s too. Maybe what the late 80s. really? Yeah, There's another series that it was. It was. Well, of it, course, it, it was better.
3: Did it have John Candy?
1: No, it was okay. Uh, okay. some other comedian. I can't remember what his name is, but it it fit a hell of a lot better than it, that new one that they tried to do. Mm. I'll have to look that up. I had no idea that happened. I almost want to say that he's the inventor of the. Still shot in the end of the movies, <laughs> yeah, all with uh, super dramatic. Jed Nelson yeah. pumping his fist in the air. Well, that and Uncle Buck that he waves at the end and it freezes. Man, Ferris Bueller he does it when he's oh, yeah. laying in bed. Yeah. It, it freezes right at the end.
2: Freeze frame. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That's true. After John Candy died, that freeze frame at the end oh. of Uncle Buck just was hard, wrenching. Man, you get a was...
3: chill every time when that shows up. Oh. What a like. Freeze Frustratingly likable guy John Candy was. You You can't frown and look at a picture of John Candy at the
2: same time. No, no, you cannot. You can't. What about you guys?
0: Uh, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, John Candy is cool.
2: (laughs) Well said.
1: (laughs) Where would Anthony Michael Hall be without John Hughes? (laughs)
2: I don't know, but have you seen that dude lately?
1: It doesn't even look like him. I I have a hard time recognizing him anytime I see him. Dude is like fucking buff. Yeah.
2: He's ripped (laughs) and not that skinny little, uh, well, I was going to use a name that nobody at home will know, but (laughs) (laughs) no skinny
1: little weakling like he was in the movies. I think that's part of the reason why he's so big now, because he always portrayed the little skinny dweeb. You got to get away from that
3: association, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Wonder if that carried over into his personal life, like uh, if he got picked on, you know, mm-hmm. like, like he was in the movies, and he's like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna work out and get
1: buff,
2: <laughs> <Thank laughs> j- crush some skulls." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what else we got? What about Beethoven?
1: You know, I, oh, boy, I've never seen it. I watched. Are it. you
2: kidding me? <laughs> yeah, you
1: no. Know why? It's because of the 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 actor in the movie. I can't think of what his name is, but it's because of him that I've never watched any of his movies. The dad? Yeah. You know, I'm with you there.
3: I, I like him. I cannot in like that guy. Don't he's, like his voice. No. And I, I watched the hell Who's out of the movie dad? when I was young.
2: I don't know. I don't remember his name. But he's like one right of now. those guys. Yeah. He's one
3: of those actors. You're like, oh, yeah. But like the name never sticks yeah. with you.
2: I can see why you'd probably peg him as an asshole. He just, Charles Grodin. Ch- oh, Charles Grodin. What a dickhead name. <laughs> <laughs> but he's probably one of those people that you would assume that of. And then That's when you a good meet, point. he's
1: probably the nicest guy in the world. <sighs> now I, mean, I feel like an asshole. You Thanks. should, <laughs> fucking ass. <laughs> I think every, every part I've ever seen him in, he's always some disgruntled dick. Speaking of disgruntled dicks. My this nickname in high
2: school <laughs> <but>. <laughs> This isn't a John Hughes movie But John Lithgow In Harry and the Hendersons Oh yeah He was a <laughs> Man yeah. As a child You're like What are you doing man Leave him alone He, just yeah, he Punches him live. at the end Oh What a
3: bastard <laughs> What a perfect measurement For like emotional development Like how heart wrenching Harry and the Hendersons is It's like It destroys you when you're young You reach like Your teenage years Mid twenties You're like It's just a movie man And then, like, once you hit 25-plus, you're like,
2: oh, Christ, (laughs) it hurts so bad.
3: It's like there's that dip in the middle, and then on either end, it's just heartbreaking.
2: You know, there ought to be a DVD cut of Harry and the Hendersons where John Lithgow punches him, and he just goes fucking, like, beef jerky Sasquatch (laughs) on him, Rips his arms off, throws him across the way. Please, Harry! I'm so sorry!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. But, uh, Weird Science... Oh, yeah. oh man, that's a fun one. That's a odd one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was
2: the hottie in that one? Oh, I got it right here. Cause you know what? She was a hottie. Heck yes, I'm inclined to agree. Oh. We could make us a woman right in here.
3: I don't think we have that technology <laughs> at this moment. I'm not wearing a bra on my head. <laughs> And I shudder to imagine what the three of our minds would conceive. It like.
2: <laughs> It'd come out like a hideous blob. Like, Kelly!
3: What kill mutant me. horror, acid spewing aberration.
2: Or just screaming at its appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. Why did we play God?
1: <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. She is married to Steven Seagal. Get really? out of town. Mm hmm. Wow! Believe it or Man. not,
2: Steven Seagal's still alive. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> wow! That kind of uh,
2: makes me think a little less of him. <laughs> Tamed by association. <laughs> oh lord! Nothing uh, against you, Steven Seagal. You're just a one-note. Nothing pony. for you either.
1: I mean, being <laughs> fra- <laughs> we want to break even with you. Guess who else was in that weird science? Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. No shit. Wasn't yeah, he's really? his asshole brother. Oh, my God. They turned into the big turd at the end. I awesome, play the asshole godlike brother. The power of
2: a tornado. <laughs> I play the asshole brother. I'm Bill Paxton.
3: <laughs> I want that on a T-shirt.
2: I will make that
3: T-shirt. Do it. We will wear tonight. that shit proudly. <laughs> I, I'm Bill Paxton. Next convention, they're going to be like, who are these fucking weirdos? <laughs> <laughs> we could be trendsetters, Paxton, You was? know, these trends and all this stupid shit has to start somewhere. That's a good point. We could be those idiots. <laughs> we could be those assholes at oh. the ground floor of something stupid. Yeah, that could be us. Oh, man, can dream. The highlight of our life would be <laughs>
0: <clears throat> what else? Be we on got? my deathbed. Did I ever tell
3: I, you about the shirt I
2: made?
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking of the uh, horrible Asian stereotype in, in, in 16 Candles, like <laughs> long oh, duck doll.
2: I forgot about him. <laughs> oh, lord. Do we dare have any long duck-dong impressions? I don't
3: know. We're, we're, like, how far is too far? I think even saying the name, no. we're like, there's a Geiger counter somewhere that's ticking really fast. <laughs> Some defamation league consents it, like, he's getting close.
0: He's gonna say it, the son of a bitch, is gonna Arm say up, it. Arm up, gentlemen. <laughs> I, uh, I read an uh, an interview with... Yeah, an interview with him recently about how he does not regret doing that, though. Hey, good friend. like, yeah... Or no, you know what? It was actually, it was not a an interview. It was a Adrian Tomine comic. He did a a, a bit on that guy. Actually, I think I have it right here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in uh, Killing and Dying. Really? Or do you? No, no, it's in one of his sketchbooks. It's not in Killing and Dying. There we go. But, but um, stuck to his guns. That's what mattered. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but it was uh, it was about how he hated that that stereotype so much as a child. And thought that, you know, he, the the actor that portrayed that character, would have, you know, something to say about it. If I remember correctly, that was, uh, you know, more of what Adrian Tomine's perspective was on the the matter as a child. But the guy ended up convincing him that it was totally fine and somewhat progressive. I I, I, <laughs> I forget exactly how it was worded, but it loops back. So.
2: Forgive my ignorance here, but was
1: his accent like later claimed to be racist? Uh, he played the same kind of stereotypic part in uh, Revenge of the Nerds, too. He was Takashi. Yeah. Was he also in UHF? He, With Weird Al? Oh.
2: I don't know.
3: Or am I getting him confused? I don't know. Yeah, the I Wheel remember. of Fish segment? That's what it was, yeah. He's been I, in a bunch of memes. It's all over the place. But, you know, I think there's something to be said for bringing that kind of, like, absurd stereotype out into the open. Maybe promotes discussion a little bit. You know, so I can see how he can take that stance. Like, well, here it is, you know? Right. But long ducked on. I have my name Where would you get the name from? I mean, well, uh, you see, ducks' penises are very large proportionally <laughs> compared to
0: other animals.
2: that just pull back up into them when they're not used. It. It's it's crazy. I could go on.
0: I've researched the subject. You want to see? You can s- yeah. find a a slow mo video online pass. I'm going to pass on
2: that.
0: <laughs> I don't know. You were telling us about some pretty raunchy videos
3: earlier. Hey, you know, I'm not the one who invented the vomit cake. I just witnessed its inception. All right. You
2: know, I didn't mean to for us to land here, but since we're on the topic of gross animal dicks, you ever seen a turtle's dick? Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's the craziest thing. It's like a thing. separate species. Oh, my God. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's Horrifying. like, you know, those
3: like weird deep sea mollusks that like open up and they've got that prehensile mass. It's, ju- it's just oh. like alien.
2: What's I... the deal with penis?
1: <laughs> well, that's normal.
2: Mine looks like that. Oh, oh Jack. <laughs> oh boy, I'm getting uncomfortable here. Grab the doll. <laughs> Look, Where you, you touch me? <laughs> right here oh, in my head. I feel violated. <laughs> Stop it. Ferris Bueller. Did we talk about Ferris no, Bueller? We, no, we didn't even. Oh man, for shame!
3: I I have a hard time watching that movie. Not because I dislike it. It's because of that scene where they're trying to tick back the um, <laughs> the miles on that Good car. And oh goes, yeah, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. Oh yeah. The uh, the miles <laughs> meter, and it goes through <laughs> the back window. I can't handle it. So even like what it represents in the storyline I can't do it I can't watch it It Just freaks me because out because car Yeah, it's uh, not yeah.
2: right Because you had strict parents
3: Oh, that's a good point
2: Yeah, yeah I guess I, I was the same way, man I was the exact shit, same I way You never even made that connection Yeah, you can relate to the horror That is yeah. stricken into Cameron in that moment Not like they were cruel But but yeah, no That'd be, <laughs> I'd be in some shit to be chained in the attic <laughs> Eating fish
3: heads
1: for sure <laughs> I
2: really
1: Fish heads? Cameron. You got protein? Jeez <laughs> Just porridge for me I always did some bad stuff that was like "Well, I'm not getting out of this one I'm just gonna have to <laughs> deal with it when I get home right. That was never too bad I could recite that whole movie Not not so much anymore, but back in Well, like, probably middle school I watched that movie so many times Ferris Bueller? Mm. Yeah Oh yeah <laughs> It's practically a religion yeah. I mean, for God's yeah. sake
2: Great movie. And wasn't it uh, said or maybe just fan theory that uh, Ferris was just a figment of Cameron's imagination? Yeah, yeah or there something. was a
3: lot of yeah, talk. I heard like about that. that. Sort of yeah, a Tyler like, Durden thing going.
2: Yeah, like Ferris was an uh, embodiment of the person Cameron wanted to be. But they showed his whole family and stuff, that whole side of it. Right. Oh, it's obviously bullshit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did mean, like, say it was real. The insidious <laughs>
3: thing about fan theories is they're so easy to confirm with like little <laughs> anecdotal <laughs> details. You can point to, you see that flower base on the counter? what I tell you, dude? I've been saying it for years. He's a figment. You know, it's like anything can support the theory. You gotta be careful.
2: Speaking of fan theories, have you ever seen a turtle's dick?
3: Oh my God. <laughs> this don't even get me started.
2: <laughs> Let me tell you a story oh, about turtle dicks. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think we've uh, squeezed about all we can out of that, that one. That went first.
3: so far off the
2: fucking ramp. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to John Hughes and his slides. How I, I does do he apologize. promote these discussions? Uh, we do have the utmost respect for the <laughs> man Kept his old movies
1: clean and what we do Just we dirty just, it all to We hell. just couldn't
2: handle it <laughs> That's how we do a can <laughs> oh, Lord! Alright, well What's that behind us? <laughs> oh, Jesus, let's move right in To the comic dump bin Alright, who would like to go first this week? I think oh, I went
3: first last I'll time. go
2: first this week I'm 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 pretty excited about this thing I found. I uh, I've been saying week after week I've been digging around in the basement uh, at Rats and this is another find from those digging adventures. Uh, the Human Fly, I found, which is an old Marvel comic from I've never heard of that. Mm-mm. Seventy-eight. I hadn't either. But look at the cover. I mean, the cover is like it's a pretty cool costume Yeah, it's like read me, read <laughs> me. <laughs> What Suicide, skydive. a little That's bit. A brutal title. Yeah, he kind of does. He kind of does. But um, what really intrigued me about this was across the top it says, The wildest superhero ever, because yes, he's real. real. Hmm. Get out of here. So I decided I'm going to read the comic, and then I'm going to look into this guy, see how real he actually is. There okay? is magic in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much, um, you know, as soon as you open the book, you're starting to see, okay, the human fly really isn't a superhero per se. He's just a, just uh, a
3: serial killer.
2: <laughs> I wish that would be a little more entertaining probably, but no, he, uh, he's just a stunt man, like an evil Knievel kind of person. Oh. And what happens in the general scope of these comics is he's not called to action to save the day. It's just somebody happens to be in peril in the middle of one of his stunts. <laughs> so if you're in danger and you're at the human fly show, Never worry, never fear the human In, in that is here.
3: very specific situation When the circumstances are just right Human flies got
2: you back Right, right, so let me give you an example Of what I'm talking about This is called Arnie's story right here And Arnie being uh, the human flies Like uh, PR person Or his agent, you know, making sure he's okay He'll be taken care of, booking his gigs Yada yada And uh, somebody, you know, ask him His story like anyone gives a shit and he goes on to say how he used to work, like, at a paper or something like that, and he got fired, was forced to quit. And uh, another thing, he he really has a, a William Kett, greatest American hero thing happening here. Big orange curly fro hair. Oh, that's him. That's, yeah, it is. yeah, that's the uh, PR guy. Well, anyway, he uh, leaves his job he just got fired from, all downtrodden, melancholy, and goes to a... A uh, human fly show, you know? I mean, when you're feeling down, right. go see the Day That's where um, I go.
3: I don't know about you. <laughs> Some people, they drink. I like to watch stunts. So...
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's at this show, and he sees the human fly walk into the airplane. He's going to be jumping out of an airplane... Skydiving to the ground Seems kind of lame Maybe <laughs> in 78 it was a lot cooler Maybe sure. more desensitized here in 2016 <laughs> He's not but, even on um, fire <laughs> right. yeah. But um, Artie is standing close by And sees him get into the airplane And he notices that the parachute he's wearing Has a rip in the, in the belt on the back That no one notices So he thinks Oh my god He's about to jump with a, you know, a faulty parachute I better sneak and hide on that plane. (laughs) So sneak and hide on that plane already does. And um, again, ample opportunity to say, hey, uh, you know, before we take off. (laughs) Hey, real quick, man. (laughs) You shoot. It's it's faulty. (laughs) No, he stays hidden. Until they're in the air. And until the human fly jumps. Now that he's <laughs> falling to his certain doom... Artie's For reaching like, maximum danger. <laughs> Artie's like, maybe I should do something. <laughs> so what's he do? Grabs a parachute and just jumps right out of the plane with him. And the human fly pulls his chute. You know, the thing flies off. He turns around, sees Artie. He's like, ho! Oh, you know, I will scoop you up, put this chute on the both of us and save the day, which he certainly did. And uh, thus ending <laughs> this uh, mediocre adventure of the human fly. Now. Wow.
3: I am so bored.
2: Yeah. um, (laughs) And, and the, all these comics played out that way. So again, like, unless you're like at his show, like (laughs) getting between like start and finish point for him during a stunt, you're probably not going to get saved. But if you've got to be right there, (laughs) if you're planning on getting in danger, that's where you want to be. That is what, and and these are true
3: stories ish, like near as you can tell. (sighs) Uh, Does it, like, fall into that gray area where it's...
2: So it says he's real, okay? So I look up the human fly, and though there's a later uh, incarnation of the human fly, which was a villain to Spider-Man, I believe, the original here, like what I a said... poor choice of animal for a right. Spider-Man film.
1: <laughs> That's a very one-sided... <laughs> I don't remember... would never win. <laughs> no.
2: I don't remember the human fly's uh, name, like his real name, nor do I care to look, but I do remember... That it's different than the real person he's based on was uh, Rick Roger, huh. who was a Canadian stunt uh, stuntman. Who was uh, I think his big thing was to try, trying to jump twelve buses to beat Evil Knievel's record, mm-hmm. which he did, but in that same stunt, <laughs> he crashed his bike and fucked himself up so bad that he left the business. <sighs> Wow.
1: Yeah. The human fly! It's not saving anybody anymore. <laughs> the human fly! Wow, that is, that's a
3: weird... That's a good find, though. Because that is just... You know... Obscure. I might buy more. Do it. I do it. I mine. I want to know
2: more. I want to see something outside of... Uh sad sack Artie's <laughs> story arc you know i don't Three really issues give a shit in, it it just him. goes
3: off the rails bam <laughs> crawl invasion or whatever they're called scree Cree.
2: who are the Cree? Cree. thank Cree. you yeah. uh, uh, the yeah. scroll. The scroll scroll yeah. and the Cree. yeah the screen the up here cre- god <laughs> all right <laughs> forget about it the human fly all right <coughs> who would like to go next
1: i'll go next go next mine's gonna be pretty quick because it's pretty much just came out i just got it in the mail over the weekend but from Bob Sally, who we've had on the show a few times. Good time is, I'm trying to think of how many issues is that. Is this, is, I think this is six? Uh, something like that, yeah. So that was cargo was five, I think, mm, that whole trade. I think so, yeah. Well, this is the next arc, called The Wreck Raiders, and it takes place after the, the first set of books, of course. Uh, after the, the Salvagers, they're on their way back from the ship and the, all the stuff that happened on that first ship, but they almost died. They're heading to, uh, to get fuel and stuff, and they and to sell uh, some of the the salvaged gear that they got that they're going to sell to get Brigby out of hot water. Because remember how he's oh, yeah. <laughs> he got water. his arm cut off. Like yeah. his
3: defining trait.
1: <laughs> but uh, it starts out with Rick. He's on the phone trying to get a hold of his ex-wife. They, they jump into a little bit of more story just to get more personal with uh, some of the characters. He's trying to get a hold of his ex-wife because he's feeling vulnerable, I guess, because he almost died. And his daughter had died, so he Jeez. wants to talk to her. But her new husband is actually the lawyer that got them divorced. And he's like, Well, she doesn't want to talk to you. You know, there's a restraining order, blah, blah, blah. And he gets all pissed. The The new husband hangs up on him. Comes to find out that Rick's actually sleeping with uh, the pilot. Oh, hot. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> We they're are at-, at scandal defcon 5. <laughs> and then it cuts over to this other ship where these pirates are they they made it to the wreckage from the first uh, set of issues just as the salvagers left and they find they they were actually looking for something for somebody and they're in hot water because they weren't they didn't get it when they they, they showed up nothing was there for them to get so they're kind of pissed and they found out that the salvagers have some stuff so they're going to go chase them. Too. Let's. I don't want to leave too much more in there. It's the beginning, the beginning of this series, so it's it's just the intro. But they got a new artist, and it looks really sharp. Pretty damn good, yeah. Yeah, you can always like, uh, expect quality work from Think of Like Productions, especially the colors. Look at the colors in there. I think got the new artist and colors. They got. Wow. There they are many out.
3: colors. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bright, colorful, (laughs) in your face
2: It gives me feelings (laughs) (laughs) No, it is a beautiful book though Love that series Good stuff The Recreator Salvagers Alright, so, Kyle or Jake, who would like to go
3: next? I'll not mind out next, it's pretty straightforward Um, A friend of mine let me borrow Batman Earth 1 Mm. Not turning over any indie jams or anything this week. I just really wanted to sit down (laughs) and read a Batman comic, you know, because it's been a while. The last one I read was a little lackluster. It had fantastic art, but the story was kind of flaccid. Um, But yeah, Earth One, this is like a sort of reimagining of, I guess, the characters. what it feels like to me is a reimagining of the position of the characters if that makes any sense the major players are still there Batman's Batman Commissioner Gordon's the commissioner but it's almost like um, a retelling of the origin of their dynamics and by the end of the story they sort of fall into their more familiar roles at the start it opens up with um, Batman chasing some perp across the rooftops as he is wont to do Mm -hmm. he is Batman you know and uh dude like leaps a fire escape makes his way to the other roof batman pulls out his grapple gun pulls the trigger something snaps and the wire unspools in his hand and the gun is ruined and you're like what is happening batman does not encounter these problems you know <laughs> and so he jumps to the next ledge slips can't hold on to it falls smashes ribs first into like one of those window ac units oh Ooh. lands on the ground he gets up in front of him in the alley is a robbery someone's being mugged But he can't get up in time to stop them, so the mugger gets away. He turns to his right, and there's this terrified homeless person. She's like, "Please don't hurt me! Please don't hurt me! I don't have anything to give you." And he reaches into his utility pouch and pulls out like a hundred bucks and hands it to her, and then saunters off defeated. Like you've never—I've never seen Batman fail three times consecutively, you know. So, and it's clear this is. New to him, but like right. not in the year one way where you still see his training kicking right. in. And he's like, yeah, in the future, the city won't fear. No, he sucks. Like, <laughs> that's that's the point. Uh, it cuts to Commissioner Gordon, who instead of being like this tireless beacon of justice and, and determination, he's like a down on his luck. He's like really beaten by the city and the constant nonsense he has to deal with. It. He's on the take. You know, he's, like, springing pimps because he knows it'll upset the balance of a particular street. And here's Harvey Bullock, his new uh, his new partner who, you know, he's, like, some big shot from outside the city. He had his own, like, Hollywood investigative crime show, and, like, he's the one who wants to pursue the criminals. Really? Yeah, and get hold of the evidence that people are hiding. He's the one who wants to fight the system that's in place here as opposed to Gordon. And, um, oh, yeah, I guess the, the most important part is... Uh, The Penguin is Mayor of Gotham. Ooh. Yeah, Cobblepot, Mayor of Gotham, which I thought was a nice twist. And um, to go on about his position and how he influences the story would spoil a lot about the ending. But it was really neat to see these things play out in an unconventional way. Because I really went into this, like I said, I wanted to sit down and read Batman, you know. What I got was something very different, and I thought it was really cool. So Batman Earth 1, definitely worth a look, just to see a different angle the way things could play out as yeah. opposed to you know have
2: canonically played out that sounds cool it is i with the level of perfection that batman demands
3: exactly you yeah. have
2: to assume there are many untold parts of the story where he isn't so hot and right. you know like and, you said year 1 was about the only look into that aspect yeah that I had can really think of. So that's very interesting. I'd like super
3: to see cool. that. I'll bring it. I should have brought it over tonight, but you yeah. guys need to read it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, what wait. would
1: you think if you never read, or you you've only ever heard of the Batman, and you're like, oh, I'm going to read this, the Batman book. Everyone else seems to like it. <laughs> and that's, I tell you what, if what this was the
3: only Batman comic I'd ever read, I'd be like, Wow.
1: What a whiner! <laughs> uh, dude's
3: parents get shot, so he gets all angsty, he puts on a costume, slams into a bunch of AC units, and I'm like he's—it he's, <laughs> doesn't work. But that's what's cool about this is you know it's it's nice to have a fresh perspective, and it's, there's something really interesting about seeing an indomitable figure just suck, just being inept. You right, know, he's right. had a bad day that day. Yeah, b- it's been more than a day, man. The whole run that I read is is garbage. But uh, I mean, no, his situation is garbage. The, the comic is good. Oh. That came out weird, but yeah, cool stuff. I, I forgot to touch on Alfred, but it'll take
2: too long. So let's, it'd be let's cool to there. see uh, uh, Penguin finally become mayor. Oh yeah. man, like from, he's a, uh, he's a son of a bitch. I play these, <laughs> this town like a heart from hell. <laughs> 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 he takes full <laughs> advantage of that position. It's good stuff.
0: All right, awesome. All right, and that left Kyle. Um, <clears throat> I've got seven miles a second here, uh, by David Wojnarowicz. Um, I don't know if you all have ever heard of this, I have not, but it's, um, I believe it was finally put out on oh no, Fantagraphics. Um, I think Dark Horse might have done the original printing of it, but um, it's uh. Why it's fresh in my mind is I was recently in L.A., and I got to see some of his, uh, his paintings in person for the first time, and it was, like, a really awesome experience. But um, Seven Miles a Second is an, uh, an autobiographical graphic novel in three parts, and uh, not as fun as the comics that you uh, <laughs> all were talking about. <laughs> they don't have to all be fun. <laughs> I have had some bad ones so
2: here. Yeah. yeah, we need diversity in yeah. this segment.
0: <laughs> um the first part is about being a underage male prostitute and inevitably contracting AIDS. Uh oh, wow, heavy. This this came out in ni- in 93, so this is, you know, still pretty fresh uh, wounds yeah. at that time. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. And uh, David I his last name is very hard to pronounce, but uh, David Wojnarowicz was, like, good friends with Keith Haring and um, uh, some other famous artists. Uh, I can't remember. But um, first part is about inevit- inevitably contracting AIDS, being a underage runaway male prostitute. And then the middle section is about, um, you know, young adulthood, dealing with the illness... And the social stigmas and the politics that were going on at the time. And then the last part, which was finished right before uh, his death, um, is about knowing that he was going to be taken by his illness. And it's all done on, like, giant... uh, A a lot of the pages are these giant uh, watercolor spreads. It's like... Oh, really? Really? Very unconventional graphic novel, but way ahead of its time and experimental. It's beautiful. Um, he did not live to see the final product. Um, he, he wrote the whole thing, but um, he had help from two other artists completing the project. So this is not actually his artwork, but he, he was a painter and an artist, poet, photographer, etc. Wow. That's
3: that's horrible. So, man. Almost in tribute, they sort of put imagery to the
2: to the story. Right. That's, that's wild. Wow. What a horrible disease. I though. know. Taking so many great people too. Oh, oh man, God. what was that called again?
0: Seven miles a second.
2: Seven miles a second.
0: Yeah. I'll
2: Have to look that up. Absolutely. It does sound beautiful the way you talk about watercolor spreads. That sounds awesome. Yep. Yeah. All right. Another very good successful comic. Don't ban. I should say so. So with that behind us, let's just move right into
1: Real World Heroes.
2: Jack, who do we have this week? Robert
3: Cuba K-U-B-A. Be Cuba, right? He sounds like Uh, a spy. Yeah. That's (laughs) like an assassin name. Bob Cuba.
1: Cuba. Robert Cuba. He's from New York State. Uh, he's a science teacher at the Indian River High School. And this happened. Oh, uh, it was a while ago, around 2004, maybe somewhere. Quite a while ago. Um, I guess they were having like a science, a science show and tell type thing in their class. One of the students came up and he said that he took off a blanket off of an object that he was said it was going to be an experiment on conduction. But next to the desk where the the blanket was, he saw uh, the teacher Robert saw what looked like a gun case. What? Sure enough, the kid went to open it, he saw the barrel of a twenty two rifle. Good lord. So without even thinking the teacher ran over, grabbed the barrel with one hand, grabbed the kid's wrist with the other hand, and escorted him out the room and ended up calling the authorities. I guess he kept cool the whole time, no none of the kids freaked out or nothing, and it turned out after the authorities took the kid that he actually had intentions. Wow. So yeah, not even thinking about it. He just straight up grabbed that kid, took him. The kid went without a fight too, I guess, I mean at that point, I guess. <laughs> I not much, yeah.
2: <laughs> what are you to do? Probably in the moment was maybe a little relieved, you know? But yeah, really. He ended up not doing it. Jeez. What is wrong with people, man? I don't understand.
3: Man, to have that reaction time, to recognize the situation, and in that instance say, like, let's solve this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I hope to God no one's life is ever in my hands, because I...
2: I kind of had a moment like that once Not to say I'm any kind of (laughs) hero Oh no, please
3: Jeremy, tell us how you saved the world But
2: listen to this uh, heroic tale of mine (laughs) No, I was uh, at the gas station one day uh, Just pumping gas It was cold as fuck out Middle of winter And here came this little beater Toyota Up to the pump right next to me And this thing was just pouring smoke Out from under the hood (laughs) And this woman gets out Looks like she has her life packed in this car bawling her eyes out and walks over and opens the hood and reaches, oh, man, reaches for the radiator cap. No no, no, no! I took off sprinting and smacked her hands like no! <laughs> she would have been scalded. Mm. Good lord. Ugh. So yeah, uh, Good this week's you. hero, Jeremy Collins slime <laughs> <laughs> Robert yeah. We got a real
1: champion in the house No,
2: Robert's the real champion here, my god We, we don't need to hear another mass shooting in the news It's, no. it's too much When and, you think uh,
1: about it, in a classroom situation The kid's usually in front of the class And teachers usually in the back or off to the side So he's yeah. pay atten- paying attention
3: it, what if it was some crummy sub that day or something? Yeah, it was like reading Vanity Fair. It's like you're next, Tommy. You know.
2: <laughs> and for that, Robert Cuba, you have found a spot on our wall
1: of justice in
2: the hall of heroes. So, man, good eye, dude. Right, mm-hmm. hell of a good Shoot. eye. I think I peaked the mic there. Did you hear that? <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Psst." laughs> All right,
3: it's a sign of greatness.
2: Reaching <laughs> new <movements. laughs> All right. Well, with that behind us, let's turn our full attention over to Kyle Osborne, Marcus Pavilonis, and Shep Dogwood. Thanks again for being with us.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
2: So, Kyle, we got to meet up with you at SpaceCon, where you uh, gave us a couple copies of uh, Squira, and I, uh, want again, want to thank you for that. And, again, we uh, had a lot of fun reading them. I do have to ask, though, are you guys okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're good. uh, (laughs) And I don't mean that disrespectful.
3: And if you're not... Do not seek help. <laughs>
2: yeah, your, <laughs> you, your pain is adding to your art. But no, I mean, what we gathered from this book, it seems to be like a, a bunch of different stories of the different types of, uh, I don't know, kinds of uh, mental anguish we deal with as, uh, as as humans. Is that right? I mean, can you tell the listeners more about the comic?
0: That's one of the, the best uh, generalizations I've, I've heard. I might, I might have to steal that from you. <laughs> it's
2: Chocolate all yours. Candy. Put me on the hero uh, wall twice yeah. this week. <laughs> Super secret double champion.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's definitely about. Normally, I would say about um, emotions and and life experience for sure. Um, you know, sometimes we delve into more stream of consciousness. Esque thing or, uh, well, you know, add elements of fantasy, but we go for overall worldlier aspects of, of cartooning. Right.
2: And, and there, um, there's stories that hold your attention because you'll start reading one. And typically when you start reading a story, you know, your mind starts to lay out the rest of the story. This is how it's going to go. This is what will happen. Here's the twist at the end, whatever. Didn't see the, any of these coming. No, none <laughs> at all. Some stories
3: you pick up on like it's like background noise. You're hearing the framework, and as you yeah. read it, things kind of fall into place. You're like, "Yep,
2: yeah, that was a, that's the conclusion." You know, uh, one one in particular that made me uh, laugh out loud was uh, I believe it was in was it Lousy Lousy Louie? Was that one of the shorts? Yeah. Uh, he's uh, sitting there drawing, admiring admiring a girl from afar, and she starts walking toward him. and He's all swept up in his own angst, like, <laughs> "Oh, I'm gonna get to talk to her," and she's just going to take a shit. <laughs> 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 uh, I got off on that so, We've all been there Yeah, right, right, right So do these <laughs> stories, I mean, other than Like the general scope of the comic Is there any, like, correlation Between these stories? Do these characters All live in the same universe? How, how does this work?
0: It's kind of Coming to the point that they are In the same universe uh, <laughs> With uh, the, the fourth issue is going to come out And I think two and a half weeks or so. It's coming out soon. Uh, we're actually pushing up the date, but uh, we, we've we gone for a, a... A new angle in general has developed, and the comics are, are starting to combine into a coherent universe. Right. Um, yeah. Awesome. So you just mentioned that Issue 4
2: is coming out here in the next few weeks. Uh, we've only got the first two here. How, how far do you uh, see the, this going? Um, just the inevitable future? or?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've all got some bigger projects uh, in the works that we don't know exactly how long they will take. But um, this is our, our uh, consistent, timely uh, output of short stories. Um, so we'll we'll keep doing it for as long as it makes sense as long as people read, them, I suppose. yeah right Better than yeah.
3: like imposing a, a certain number of issues you know, right. on it and letting it play out the <laughs> wrong way. you know smacking the hundred issues in somebody's <laughs> yeah. face. We're, Here it is this time The Adventures of a Boy is made of toast and his friends of <laughs> <a> bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, I actually had a question for you. I'm looking at the title and I've been looking at the title. For a long time, I've been obsessing over the title here, and this is a very, to me, this looks like a very intentional combination of letters and sounds. Can you tell me a little about what went into the title here? You know, what was, what did you want to convey with it?
0: It's actually the last name of a a friend of mine who passed away. It's uh, completely in tribute. I this project came to mind um, around the time that she passed away. So it just, I don't know, it, it made sense, and I've gotten criticism for it. It's difficult to pronounce, but it sticks out, and I think that I like it a lot.
3: Well, I hardly think it being difficult to pronounce is anyone's fault but the person who can't pronounce
1: it.
2: <laughs> right. Well, it's those names, too, that once you, once you work them out,
1: they stick with you,
2: too. Right. You know what I mean?
1: It's so a type of yeah, too. If sure. you see it on, if you were at a comic store and you saw it on the wall, that you look at, it, it would make you want to look at it more. It, it offers
3: intrigue, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and, and this is the thing. I think one of the reasons this is, I, you might even take offense to this. I don't mean any offense by it, but do you know that old ultra bizarre poem about the Jabberwocky, and it uses all these antiquated words that are rightfully gone from the lexicon? I, I read that poem once, and I knew it immediately. I wish I could forget it, but I knew it. And it's full of these words that you've, you've never heard them before. This is a new sound to you, and it just burns this special place in your memory. You're like, yeah, that's what that is. And, I, you know, it's one of those titles I don't think I'll forget, you know? And right. I, I mean that in the most positive way.
0: Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. Um, I, I, had a, I had this conversation with someone once, and uh, I, I read a lot of... of 90s uh indie comics uh you know like chester brown's yummy fur uh daniel klaus's eight ball palookaville all that stuff like those those titles alone even though they're not as obscure of a word as as our title they don't actually mean anything um, alone, and it's the... Uh, what, what that that title becomes through the content is completely different.
3: You're almost um, forging the meaning as it goes along. You create with this... this it, Almost the absence of meaning is like a canvas unto itself. You, you associate these stories with it, and that becomes the word. Instead of starting with something of, of you know, um, something easily identifiable, and, and painting the tone of it Using that title, I, I like that this starts with something you don't have any experience with that lets you sort of develop those associations. It sort of grows with you as you read. Damn, Jake, that was good. Thank
2: you. <laughs> Damn. You nailed that on the head. Hero. Yeah. Wow. What are you going to hold up your hero in this one? Very well put. I don't know what to say after that. You just <laughs> just say, Jake, you're the king. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> 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 you are a king, Jim. Oh, thank you. I know we, you know, obviously ran into you at uh, SpaceCon. Do you guys uh, take this project or any of your other projects out to other cons in the area that people should know about or any upcoming?
0: Yeah, uh, we're releasing the fourth issue a little bit early uh, in preparation for the Mocha Zine, Mocha Zine Fair in Cleveland. Um it's called bound this year i'm pretty sure uh and that is uh it's the last weekend in august um and it's a bunch of local artists and stuff uh we're probably gonna do yo ice in youngstown and uh next year i'm really pushing to go further out from from cleveland
2: hey there's nothing wrong with cleveland Mm -mm. There's nothing right with Cleveland. All the little chicks with (laughs) the crimson (laughs) lips, they say Cleveland Cleveland Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. I mean, if Uh, the crimson (laughs) lips are saying it. (laughs) It's got to be true, you know. Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love Cleveland. I I really do. It's a great town. We've had fun there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we really have. A lot of fun. Um, But, yeah, it's always cool to, uh, you know, expand your... Horizons, get out there and try new things. Absolutely, Uh, you never
3: know what you'll encounter outside of your comfort zone.
2: Yeah, and a lot of times you end up, uh, you know, regretting it. No, 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 (laughs) no. no. Sorry, (laughs) getting new leads and meeting new people that further new connections, further what you're doing in ways you never anticipated. So, I wish you guys the best of luck, and I hope that uh, that happens for you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um, Before we go, though, uh, so for the listeners at home, where can they get copies of your comic?
0: Well, uh, recently we just uh, launched a website, com. Nice. And attached to that, we've got a big cartel up um, and also sold locally in various spots uh, throughout Cleveland. Um, but online is probably the best way to go.
2: Cool. com. Now, what about on uh, like Twitter or Instagram? You guys on those fronts at all? We are not. <laughs> All right, so SqueeRat.com. I'm anxious to check that out. I didn't realize it had its own website.
0: Yeah, uh, our website has a bunch of unreleased comics on it up for for free. It's got the first three issues of SqueeRat. Um, we, we also launched a Patreon recently because that site seems to be pretty cool for a lot of indie comic people.
2: There you go. We're definitely going to have to link uh, the website onto uh, our website. For sure. Absolutely. And uh, we'll also boost that in the Twitter world though you guys probably won't see it <laughs> you should get on Twitter it's a good uh, good uh, thing to have I'll send my little birds to the far corners there you go <laughs> go tweet away little Twitter boy <laughs> all right Jack
1: what do we have on the website go to candairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights guest info you listen to the show follow us on all our social media visit the Hall of Heroes and see the wall of Justice and check out some of our videos from our YouTube page. And if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Send it printed on money. Hey, I yeah. like that idea. Yeah. better, than the, better than the fish. Better than the fish. I thought
3: the fish was a great plan. You yeah, know. I'm sure you. Probably it's good did. for
2: you. Tastes good. <laughs> Don't forget to find us on Twitter at AirPod and on Instagram at canned underscore Air. Check out our YouTube page. A lot of videos on there. Many more to come. So uh, yeah, uh, subscribe. Subscribe. Dev- you won't miss them. Devote yourself. Like them. What the hell's wrong with you? Why haven't you
3: done it yet? What are you doing right now that's more important?
2: Really? Come on, come on.
3: Go the deal. episode's almost over. You have nothing to do after.
2: Right. I know for
3: a fact you cleared your whole schedule for this, so.
2: <laughs> uh, Kyle, Marcus, Shep, I want to thank you all for being with us today.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you.
2: And until next time, I am Jeremy Collie. Jack
1: Doherty. Jake
2: Runyon.
0: Kyle Osborne. Chef Dogwood.
1: Marcus Pavlonis.
2: And we'll see you guys next week. mão e I can't wait to see this movie. But wait, Timmy's blind! But what am I supposed to do?
3: Why not try a podcast? Spirit spirit. All the comic and pop culture entertainment you could want in the Canned Air podcast.
1: Finally, a form of entertainment not fully reliant on visual stimulation.
2: Now we know.
3: And knowing is half the battle. GI Joe!
2: We could. We should cut that joke
3: out later. That didn't come out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> That's a horrible thing.
2: <laughs> oh, another great episode from candare <laughs> yeah.
0: You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig.